This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and UpSnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey. I'm your host, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And um, I have a plan for uh, tonight to have an evolutionary astrologer, uh, Lauren Balin, uh, on the show. And I'm having some tech issues that we're going to work out over the next few minutes. So so I'm going to start with some announcements. And then uh, actually uh, we're going to open it up to uh, caller questions uh, if uh, the tech thing uh, is still not fully resolved. Um, let me give you the, the the number for caller questions, and, and either way, uh, definitely in the in the third part of the show after the second break, uh, I, we're planning to tag team uh, your questions, look at your charts uh, together, and both of us uh, have uh, intuitive backgrounds as well as doing evolutionary astrology uh, trained in Steve Force's program. So that'll be that'll be a treat to kind of tag team charts with you. Uh, the number uh, for when that happens is eight seven seven two three zero. 3062. So it looks like Lauren's ready. So I'm going to give you my announcements and then we'll, uh, and then we'll bring Lauren on. Um, the next full moon event with Ascended Master Jehudi, wherein I channel, uh, this, uh, disembodied being, uh, in order to help you ground and release energies, because the full moon is all about something coming into conscious awareness through feelings and sensation and then releasing what doesn't work. Um, and then, uh, you know, Jehudi does energy work on all callers, so it's a very special uh, opportunity. That is a Saturday, June 22nd, uh, in my living room, if you're in Tucson or in the area, uh, or uh, via phone. And you can uh, check out the details at tdjacobs.com forward slash time and look for uh, June 22nd, the entry calendar entries in there with info on how to register. Um, and also, there's a, there's a free download uh, through my blog, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog, pretty obvious. Uh, which is the free call on uh, the channeled book Approaching Love, which occurred four days ago uh, on Monday. And it basically took uh, took some people through uh, Approaching Love, uh, the channeled book from Ascender Master Jehudi. And the thing is I want you to get these channeled books, whether the four individual titles or the, the compilation called Jehudi Speaks, which is available through Amazon. Each, each of the four books is available through um, Kindle and, and Amazon separately, but the collection is only a paperback. Um, and it's about the price of two of the four books, but it's four books. Um, I want you to get this because it changes lives. And a lot of people who are familiar with my work know me as an evolutionary astrologer. And some people know me uh, from doing mediumship work and spiritual teaching stuff. But really, channeling has um, really opened uh, my awareness and, and expanded my consciousness to the place where I, I do astrology in a unique way, and I want you to have these teachings. So I'm doing these free calls once a month for the rest of the summer. Approaching Love was Monday, and the recording is, is uh, available for free. It's about an hour. Um, and then uh, Understanding Loss and Death is the next one. That's on uh, Monday, uh, July 15th. And then the other ones, you can check uh, my calendar at tdjacobs.com forward slash time to get the details on those. These are free calls. Original intention was to get people who have read the books to give them an opportunity, uh, an open forum, 
to comment and ask questions and and uh, even ask me to interpret some things that Jehudi talks about because the material is straightforward, but it stirs thought processes and can really stimulate uh, what's happening. And 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 Jehudi intentionally um, kind of burrows down into your brain and heart and pushes buttons to get you to evolve. And sometimes that is you know is, consists of. Uh, palpating something so that you can see tension and res- resolve it. So anyway, so the original idea for the calls was that open forum to talk about the books, but I recognize a lot of people uh, are going to call in who have never read the books, and so you're welcome to do that too. I'll give you a, an overview uh, of the terrain of the book and, and how that is. And Approaching love is all about karmic relationships and the importance of, of self-love as a part of the evolutionary journey of a human. Um, this also talks about marriage in the Piscean versus Aquarian age, which is where we're headed, uh, or we find ourselves now, but we're in that transition. Uh, our relationships with children and our relationships with animals as pets and as food. Understanding loss and death covers loss and death of all kinds, including when people die young, including children, uh, premature death, um, all kinds of loss and understanding our emotional attachments to others. So I strongly encourage you to get the books um, and the compilation or the compilation Jehudi Speaks uh, through tdjacobs.com or through Amazon and then call in for these free calls. It, the books vibrate and really change people's lives and, and it's important for me that, that this thing is in your hands or, or on your electronic device so you can you can have that chance for evolution. So uh, so uh, looks like Lauren's here. So let me just do a little, a little intro. Um, uh, Lauren's been doing astrology most of her life since when she was a teenager, somebody gave her a book and she was hooked. And I get the sense that like a door just opened and she just, you know, went down this, went, eagerly went down this path. And um, she studied with different teachers, uh, most recently um, getting a certification in evolutionary astrology with uh, Stephen Forrest. And that's uh, it's kind of how, how I know her as well uh, through that through that program. Um, she does consultations and also teaches classes and does presentations on astrology and spirituality. And she has some experience traveling to sacred sites and um, probably going to pick her brain about some of the consciousness experiences that she's uh, experienced at sacred sites. And she creates guided meditations and rituals, and uh, she also does tarot readings. She has a degree in transpersonal psychology and a teaching credential, and her practice blends psychological and the spiritual in a compassionate, soul-centered, and highly intuitive way. So, uh, Lauren, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show tonight. Thank you for joining me. I feel like, I feel like we have a, a bit of a, a bit of a, a kinship going on because of the whole, you know, uh, having some sp- spiritual experiences that affect how we kind of do astrology and and you know i know we don't do the same exact thing but that 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 experience of well a direct experience of well i don't know how to say it i guess energy and how you know consciousness being shifted and stuff that that, you know you've you've uh, mentioned to me as from some of your travels uh, over the years uh and I, i just also for for the audience um how I met Lauren is she she uh, I don't know if you give me a phone call or an email but you let me know that you were going to uh, two years ago you were going to come to a, a channeling event that I did uh, in Ashland Oregon when I was on tour to promote the right. channeled books yeah and so I met you I met you there and you were one of two people who showed up to the event so thank you again for that because <laughs> I I thought it was a a harbinger of the rest of the tour I thought it was a you know nobody was going to show up and uh, oh. so that. Yeah, and then afterwards you said to me that those, some of those perspectives, a lot of them, and it was about 
healing the the balance on the planet of masculine and feminine and, and right. healing patriarchy stuff. Yeah, that had been part of some of the stuff you'd been clued into over the years. And so I kind of felt a kinship with you and um, was yeah. glad to have you on the show. And, and, and did, yeah. You know, I haven't, uh, I met Vera, I was really excited to meet you, Tom, and to come to Ashen and hear you speak because um, I have, I studied with a channeler and that was in the 1970s and read mm-hmm. all the Jane Roberts books and it wasn't until I uh, stumbled upon it, well, I didn't really stumble, I, I intentionally found uh-huh. evolutionary <laughs> astrology and those two started to converge for me in a really exciting yeah. way. But you actually were the first channeler that I've come across in many years, so I was um, oh, really excited to, um, you know... Uh, hear Dehudi and you hear that perspective being brought into, you know, so deeply into evolutionary astrology. And it's really helped me in my yeah. own astrological yeah. practice deepen it. So, Yeah, because, it, 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 you know, if we say evolutionary astrology is about, you know, working with the soul or understanding the karmic history and the multi-life journey, kind of those are like the multi-life journey. That's a phrase that I tend to use a lot more than some others. But, right. but if we look at it that way, you know, and this is one of the things I wanted to, to chat with you about here today, is um, uh, basically whatever you a person wants astrology to tell him or her, astrology mm-hmm. will tell. Uh huh. So when I, when I do when I work with students, I'm always clear that look, people, <laughs> this my bias is that we're on a, a spiritual journey. That's my bias. And if you right. ask me about job and money. And right. when to sign that contract, I will respond with a spiritually based answer about that topic. So, so it's kind of like that. That's kind of what I was getting at. With um, there's a there's a framework that every astrologer brings in, and right. and having an intuitive background and having that 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 way of being, you know, adds I think tons to to working with people because it's not just. Um, Pluto is about something intense that may come up to you in the next few months by transit or something. You know, it's there's like a there's like a deeper story, and if you have a human yeah. frame of reference that includes that you are a spiritual being and that everybody else is, even if they don't get it, that's it. So that that's one of the reasons I think I think one of the things that we we may have in common with that, uh, you know, with how we yeah. approach the astrology it gets a little deeper. And people seem in in my my own practices, even if they don't come uh, knowing that or looking for that, when I start reading their chart from that perspective, they are completely compelled by it and resonate with it and feel like, oh, this is what I need. It came to hear. So, um, you know, I very, very rarely have somebody say, oh, that's not for me, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Most people just want to hear more, and, and, you know, it resonates with their own life path so much. um, Right. Yeah. Well, you know, if I think that if you doubted your own path Mm -hmm. and the use of all this, then you would draw those people who are like, oh, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. Right, right. That's so that, true. <laughs> it makes it easier to just yeah. like believe in what you're doing and give yourself permission to do it. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easier. It makes everything easier. So great. <laughs> I didn't tell um the people uh the listeners your your website, but it's intentionalastrology.net. And so right. people can can go and check that out during or after the show and and read about uh, Lauren's services and read her bio and and uh any upcoming events. Do you have any upcoming events that you're 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 planning or want uh, to promote not at, at all? Present. 
I okay. just finished one in Portland mm-hmm. and um, on reincarnation and the birth chart, and that went mm. really. That was very. It was a lot of fun. It was very interactive, and uh, but I don't have another one quite yet. Okay, so. cool, cool. So, so keep keep attuned to her to her site for that for a calendar, and and uh, yeah, good, 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 good. Um, so uh, you you mentioned when I talked to you the other day that you you caught the um, uh, awaken the soul of your work. Uh, thing that I did uh, with uh, evolutionary astrologer Marina Orms, another person uh, that we know through um, through Steve's program, at least that right. I know. And, and we talked about you, know, you mentioned the idea of breaking through blocks to mm-hmm. um, to really embrace what you came here to do. And I just I just right. just I'd love to talk about that a little with you because um, okay. this is another thing with with the intuitive thing and with the um, you know basically what can come with that is a little more. Um, a little more trust in life sometimes. Not that you don't have a brain that can doubt things, but but right. you know. So when you're talking to somebody who's like up against the wall, you know, I'm kind of, oh, how am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah, I'd like to to share some ideas with you and kind of pick your brain about about how you work with people on their blocks. Right. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things that you know I noticed as a school teacher for many years, um, which was something that I needed to, you know, kind of a Step that I needed to take along my evolutionary path. But what I noticed is I worked with five-year-olds, six-year-olds, and seven-year-olds. And the five-year-olds are very, very clear about their intention when they come in. They, they even talk to me about their other lives, which is what got me thinking about the term other lives, because children don't have a sense of linear time. They would never say right. past. It's not in their consciousness. So, you know, this happened to me like several times when I was a kindergarten teacher, and I was really just, you know, um, delighted by it. Um, And, you know, they were very clear that they were here, you know, um, to to do something specific. Either they Mm -hmm. were a people person or a warrior, you know, or um, in the field. I mean, they just were so clear. And then by 7, I noticed the first Saturn square that we have, um, kids, you know, really, they learned you don't talk about those kind of things. You know, you start to repress. You start to feel like those kind of emotions, that clear intention, it it gets somehow shamed or it gets somehow repressed because all of the um, messages that we have from society is, you know, to fit in to not be yourself, to not know yep. yourself, but, you know, you have a lot to learn and you need to be quiet until you learn it and fit in. And that yeah. was just so pronounced to me with children. And then, you know, we also have, of course, our, our past life issues that we bring. So by the time we're an adult, you know, we're pretty well, you know, including myself, pretty well blocked off from our original intention that our soul came to accomplish or to heal. Right. And um, so when when people, um, you know, come in there, whatever their issue is, it's usually because they've repressed this, this original intention and their true nature. Um, one of the things that you mentioned in the teleseries, though, is about, um, you know, I, I like to facilitate people in having breakthroughs. And sometimes these breakthroughs are really like, oh, I just was waiting to hear that, and now, you know, I'm just flooded with, um, new ideas, but sometimes it's a slow path where you, you, you were talking about making a plan, and mm-hmm. most people need to do that. They need to start making a plan of how to realize, you know, what what they came here for, and remember that, and, and right. connect with that again. 
So, um, you know, I work with clients on, you know, really on, on what it is you want to do and why is it you're not achieving what you want. That's, you know, a block. And then how can we achieve a break, a breakthrough according to your chart and your personality that's designed mm-hmm. for you specifically? Great. Thank you. So we're going to take our first break now, but stick with us. Uh, Lauren Sage Balin, Evolutionary Astrologer, is with me on The Soul's Journey. And I'm Tom Jacobs, and we'll be right back. Great. need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hey, 
there. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and my guest tonight is evolutionary astrologer and intuitive uh, Lauren Sage Balin from intentionalastrology.net. And we're talking about uh, evolutionary astrology and, and related topics. And, and um, before the break, uh, we talked about – she mentioned a teaching career. And, uh, and what I want to ask you is how do you get – how do you get this adult to get, you know, basically beyond the blocks that the seven-year-old absorbs from culture and family? How do you get the right. five-year-old to come back out again? <laughs> that's a great question. Well, you know, that's where the astrology chart really helps because you can look at the elements and you can look at the aspects and if, and see, you know, is this a person who really needs, like, is this like a lot of water? They're very, you know, energy uh uh, driven person, do they need like some body thing where they're going into, you know, uh, reliving and experience, you know, experientially? Or, yeah. you know, is it a, someone who's very airy and intellectual and really needs, you know, to talk about teachings and maybe mm-hmm. recommend a book that, like, of yours that they should read? Um, mm-hmm. So, really, you know, and then you look at the aspects, like, particularly the squares, and you look at the Pluto generation. So this is where really researching and studying the chart and being ready yeah. for the individual that walks through the room, that's the piece that astrology gives to me, is how yeah. to access them So and what they so need. So when I was six, I actually had a little note sent home to my mother from kindergarten Aww. because I, um, uh, during the little snacky break, you know, during the little <laughs> yeah. snack break, whatever, uh, which I don't even know if they still do that, whatever, but apparently in the seventies, we all thought kids needed snacks. Yeah, snacks. But anyway, yeah. um, I, uh, I was, uh, I kind of got in trouble a little bit for bursting out in this ecstatic dance. I don't tell people this because it's very embarrassing uh-huh. to hear we are on the radio show, but it's like, but, but there's that, like, I have a Sagittarius stellium, you know, Neptune, uh-huh. Moon, Mercury. And, and and moon is my south moon ruler. So so like I have this yes. innate sense of optimism, hope, faith, and basically cannot sometimes uh, contain out, my out. joy. Yes. Yeah, and I'll just I'll just tell you like tell you about like a past life thing. But it was the it was the like you know the kind of, the Russian Cossack dance is what you can imagine this like six year old me. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on the radio, but I'm telling you because you brought this up. So anyway, by the time I was seven, I was very depressive, you know, and I like didn't want to talk and it, you know, and then when in my early thirties, this continued, you know, to being not so optimistic all the time. Mm. But then my early thirties, I met somebody who was familiar with evolutionary astrology principles. And she said, you, you never act like you have your Mercury and Sagittarius. What's wrong? Wow. So anyway, so I have Saturn opposing that moon and I, and in my early thirties, almost a decade ago, I had to unravel that idea that I sh- couldn't be as happy as I wanted to be. So it's just like one example of what you're talking right. about. Like, so how, how did I get that, that six year old back? And I just, right. I put Saturn voice in context and said, well, sure, serious things have to happen and <laughs> whatever. But like, you uh-huh. know, and I get to be happy, you know? Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, and then also in my own experience as well, um, you know, like my, I had a Pluto in, in cancer, uh, grandmother. And when I saw ghosts or I experienced dreams, you know, she would tell Mm -hmm. me, you know, don't talk about it because they're going to put you in the loony bin. And I didn't, of course, know what a loony bin was, but I started having memories of a past life when that happened, you know, when I was locked up for being a spiritual, you know, 
psychic uh, kind of person. Uh, so not only yeah. does our childhood fit in there, but then we start reliving these, you know, so we really clamp down, you know, between yeah. the past life trauma and then the messages we're getting from society. Right. You know, it's kind of a, a you know, a no-win situation. But um, luckily, I think we're headed in a different direction these days. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that should, yeah. you know, hopefully that it won't be so, you know, repressive of people living there, their soul journey. You know, as I work, you know, the last couple of years with parents, young, you know, parents of young kids and the parents being in their twenties and thirties. And, um, and I, some of them get this, a lot of them get that they don't like, um, you know, there's certain things that kids are going to encounter consciousness wise and energetically. And at that waxing Saturn square, you, you know, around age seven, you, you know, you learn limits, and you learn what can and can't be done, and your parents are no longer deities, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's part of the deal when you're seven, like a reality check. And yeah. you can scrape your knee and hurt yourself, and suddenly you don't think you're immortal. You're like, oh, my gosh, people can really get hurt, can't they? And so that right. changes all that, the Saturn thing. But it's like when I work with these parents, they're like really clear. They don't want to stifle their kids, and they're not doing it from a Pollyanna-ish, oh, everything should be wonderful. Exactly. They're saying, these are, these, are, these are little beings like me. They just happen to be younger. You know, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. I I don't I don't want to stifle my own creative, playful, divine nature, right. my own passion. So, it, we also don't think about kids as having passion or having grounds for having passion. But I think that I think it's really important to look at those things, those seeds that are already in them, to yeah. um, yeah, and give them give them some space. And when they come to that that waxing Saturn square at seven. To, you know, to, to help them see the value of structure and learning discipline as opposed to the clampdown thing, which right. a lot of us and, experience. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you know, those people were, you know, they historically, you know, there was more, you know, to fear from being, you know, not fitting in, and they were just trying to protect us. Right. But I think that the consciousness in society, that we're beginning to understand that we do have a soul and we have a, a multi you know, dimensional journey, and that, you know, it can re- that's why I brought up kids, because yeah. it's so evident in children, you know, that the, the young children, that they are still connected to that. So, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's good that parent, younger parents, it's just more accepted now. They, they're beginning to really, it's just integrating into who, you know, their, their understanding. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and what is, a, you know, a conception of what a, of what a child is, you know, right. leads us into you know, hopefully evaluating and, you know, getting a different perspective on what we think we are. Yes. Because exactly. if you're, you know, I mean, this is this is not the, uh, I don't think it's um, happening in everybody's brain right now, but this, uh, this historical idea that we're still kind of coming out of this idea of training workers, you know, being yes. functional and productive and basically avoiding or stifling everything that might lead to a lack of productivity and functionality, hence the you know, right. fear of the loony bin, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> putting people in a dirty basement where you don't have to deal with them. Like, oh, this is yeah. where all the people in the town we don't know what to do with. That's where they live. You right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, astrologers, you know, we function to, you know, provide sort of a link between, I think, you know, the past, present, and where we're headed, which is mm-hmm. why I love doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the uh, the people uh, the people the people who are eavesdropping 
rather conveniently. Uh, uh, the call-in number again. And after the second break, we're going to open. We're going to open up to callers. I want to give you a few minutes to gather your chart data and also your question. And then Lauren and I are going to tag team your chart, which will be fun and interesting. And yeah. um, people trained in, a, in the same discipline or same branch of astrology, but but of course unique individuals who so will have different perspectives. The number is eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. One more time: eight seven seven two three zero. 3062. You can ask any question. Like here we are talking about soul and past lives and the, the dreams of children and all these wonderful things, but you can call in and say, you know, you can ask a very mundane, practical question about right. something that's happening in your life. It's, it's, you know, I said earlier, my bias is that you're a, a spiritual being, so you'll get, you know, that kind of answer, but, but please feel free to ask about practical things. This, it's not useful mm-hmm. if it's just about, right. um, I mean, this is what we're here to do. We're here to live these mundane lives as well as develop spiritually. So any question uh, is good. And that's, that's just in general a note for listeners um, because last week I opened it up and had three caller questions, and that was that was awesome. And um, uh, I haven't taken a lot of caller questions over the previous few months. I want people to know that um, I'm going to be doing that more often, and any question goes. Any question goes. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, good. So I want to, um, I want to, you know, Ask you a little bit about how your intuitive experiences have mm. added to your, you know, how you've unfolded astrologically, which is a reflection of how you've unfolded as a person. But I kind of right. want to hear about, you know, some some of your own intuitive experiences, even if they happened outside the context of astrology. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. 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 Um, for me, you know, um, having, I just got really tired of suppressing and repressing, you know, what I felt was a major part of my my being and what I really came here to do because, as I said, I had had past lives as a, a psychic and an intuitive and had been punished for it. And, I, and a lot of us, I think, haven't came here to this time and place, also artists and mystics and visionaries, mm-hmm. to feel free, finally, to express that aspect of ourselves. And I just happened to, you know, I have a, a lot of planets in my ninth house, and I kind of um, said, you know, I'm going to go to Machu Picchu during this eclipse and see what happened. And what happened was so profound for me and changed me so much that um, it's, I started to make my own plan. I needed a plan. I'm a Capricorn rising. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I started to create, make my own plan of how I was going to get back to my original intention. And, you know, it took me a while, and I kept working on it, and I finally did it. And so, um, yeah. you know, that was my own personal story for me, um, was going to traveling to sacred sites. And I also, you know, find that, um, you know, at home doing rituals, doing groundings, a lot of things can lead to the same revelations and breakthroughs. It doesn't have to necessarily be that. But for me, it was that thing that opened me kind of wide open. So. Well- well, it's kind of, I mean, can I, you know, your Neptune's in the ninth, right? Isn't your Neptune? Right. I don't have your chart in front of me, but I just remember it's yeah. in Libra in the ninth. Yeah. So it makes perfect, it makes perfect yeah. sense for you to go on a trip and have a Neptunian opening where, right. yeah, yeah. It's this, I mean, yeah. mine, mine's in the second, so mine doesn't happen that uh, way. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. so right. it's, so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of very, I don't want to say it's stereotypical, but it's kind of what, what we might expect looking in a very limited way to chart Neptune's in the ninth. Yes, Lauren, you should travel yeah. and you will have mystical experience. 
Yeah. And so we, we look at a chart and we we see those kind of things. You know, again, you yeah. know, you were, you were talking about the mundane questions. Sometimes the most mundane questions, should I take this trip? You don't know where that's going to lead, you know. And if you look at yeah. somebody's chart, you might make that suggestion. It might be just the thing they needed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, I know that, um, for you know, for, for me, one of the, you know, some of the, the experiences that, that I've had that have opened these doors spiritually, I've actually mm. come through running uh-huh. into other people and having basically past life connections shock me open. Wow. You know, sudden, so I just, as you were talking and kind of like, I was having this memory of, um, um, if, I don't know, almost a decade ago, uh, me, mm. meeting somebody that later I, I realized I'm connected to in a bunch of lives, but meeting this person, I was up all night, um, basically having an intuitive door opened, you know, oh. but I didn't know that. I was just having this emotional experience of, I can't sleep because I just met this person. And I didn't even know what I wow. wanted out of the dynamic. I just, you know, I just met this person. So it's kind of like, um, yeah, so it's just interesting that the things we have. And I recognize mm. that late, you know, years later, I recognize that I my heart was being opened. Oh, like yeah. my uh, emotions have been, you know, have been open, opened up. And that was part of my intuitive opening was meeting people whose heart could open my heart and the past life uh-huh. thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't talk about that experience very much. I don't know. You're getting a lot of stuff out of me. I don't usually tell people, but. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, that's my little secret. <laughs> isn't it? Well, yeah, isn't you it? know, I, that's, that's what intuitive people, I think, you know, <laughs> they do is they have so much empathy. You know, and yeah. reflection for others. Um, you know, and you were saying your Neptune is in the second. So, you know, yeah. being, you know, the house of, of, of Taurus and Venus, I, I like that, you know, when you're talking about this person, meeting this person who opened your heart, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a real sort of Venusian experience, I think. Yeah. So your Neptune is really operating in that Venusian way, like through, and then all your Libra. So it's through relationships. You know, these people, they trigger something in you, and then it's like, oh, you know, you're, you're just wide open all of a sudden. That's so, right. That's yeah, right. That's, that's right. That's cool. So we're going to take uh, the second second break, and then we do have... Okay. Um, we do have a couple callers, uh, so stick with, stick with me and, and uh, Tom Jacobs and, and Lauren Sage Balin on The Soul's Journey, and we'll be right back. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred, and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. 
Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. We all need support on the spiritual path. Raising consciousness is a must if we are to shed paradigms, beliefs, and habits that do not serve us. Tom Jacobs, host of The Soul's Journey, brings through Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain, each month near the full moon to support and boost your evolution. Each call includes a deep grounding process, empowering affirmations to release stagnant or borrowed energies, emotions, and beliefs, and energy work on each caller to further healing, evolution, and growth. These monthly events are refreshing, profound, cathartic, deep, and fun. Get the details on the next full moon grounding and release call with Ascended Master Jehudi and MP3s of past calls at tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Uh, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com, and my guest tonight is Lauren Sage Balin, an evolutionary astrologer and intuitive. And uh, we are going to tag team some charts here, and uh, let me give you the data of the first of the first caller, whose name is Wendy. Uh, her data is uh, – or R. Sorry, I want to be correct. Uh, February 14th, 1951, 1951, 9.06 a.m., Evergreen Park, Illinois. And uh, Wendy, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. Nice to hear from you. Uh, so we're, we're gonna have we're gonna have have Lauren jump into your chart with that Pluto transit over your midheaven that you that you asked about. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Lauren. Um, well, so you looks like you just experienced with Uranus there in Cancer. Um, was it last year, Tom? I guess you had your um, you had Uranus square that. And so I would imagine that, you know, that kind of started a period of transformation for you. And um, in the third house, you know, um, you know, it could have been like a new interest in something or, um, you know, wanting to study something new. And with Pluto going over your midheaven, I would imagine it, it's something that, you, that provides you um, with a lot of depth that you want to go deeply into. Um, are you changing careers or anything like that? Well, are going deeper into your career? No. Um, no, it's a really interesting time to be in my early sixties in this oh, yeah. economy and be basically unemployed. And oh, okay. you know, our, our culture says it's a time when most people can just sort of chill and don't maybe don't have to work. Right, uh, right. Oh, and, I see. and that's totally not me. Um, mm. I, I, I have to work and I haven't had a regular paycheck since 07. Oh, 
Mm. And I'm I'm managing, but I'm I'm really feeling the pressure and the juxtaposition of being 62 and mm. continuing to need to find not only work, but I mean, I also think of Midheaven as um, community reputation as well as right. you know right. a possible source of income. But but income plays into it because I'm not in a financial place with a lot of other people my age who are, you mm. know, kind of able to mm, rest on their laurels, you know, or I mean that in the kindest way. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to, you feel like, you, it's not just that you want to work, but you also feel like you need to work for financial um, But it's a, it's, a, it's a survival thing. Yeah. 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 You know? Right. And, and you know, and... You know, I, I've lived, I'm living in New York State, and I've been here oh. for decades, and now my only child is on the West Coast, and I'm thinking, well, maybe if I ah. shift where I live, this kind of energy will shift for me, but I'm really uncertain about if, if right. that's really the way to go, and if so, when. Right. Yeah. Can, can I jump in for a second? And um, with, with the with the Pluto train, I mean, you know, Wendy, you could be right about the place. You could be right, and if your instinct says, you know, try it, maybe that's a good idea. But I just tell you, the Pluto transit to the midheaven, the conception you have of who you are in the world has to get bulldozed. It's it's yeah. it's not just what you're doing or what you're not doing, or it's not all that. It's the conception of what it means to be out in public, the conception mm-hmm. of who you are and how much strength and confidence you have. It's like trying to bulldoze all that. So, I mean, so for, I mean, uh, I think, you know, Lauren started with the idea that Uranus square, you know, you're transiting Uranus last year, you know, or in the last few years, tr- you know, transiting right. that third house Uranus. It's like asking you to open up your mind and, and be inventive and, and be f- mm-hmm. more, fl- you know, be very, as fluid and flexible as possible. And like, Basically, it's a wa- it's a waning square, which is starts the fourth quarter of a cycle, yeah. and so it's like, what idea of myself? Third house Uranus. What idea of myself right. might be let go? And then, as soon as you are like looking at that, then you have Pluto in the midheaven, and it's like bulldozing. So, it's like yeah. it's like from what I can what I could offer you is like I think that it's about the conception of what's available to you to experience, and if you decide that you're going to be fine, you're going to survive no matter what, and you're right. going to do whatever you need to do. It's like Pluto is like almost, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but almost taunting you. Are you willing to survive no matter what? <laughs> right. Because Pluto wants to be your friend, but it's like you have to like, you know, expletive kick just like Pluto would. You know what I mean? You have to like, yeah. So 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 what would naturally happen is you would see fears about being right. in the world or what society is about or what they'll tolerate from you. That's kind of what I wanted to say. Like you would see, and I would fears. imagine too with that with Chiron. I'm looking at this Chiron opposing this Uranus in the ninth and third house um, mm-hmm. polarity. Um, you know that might be something. You know, with the, also with the Pluto to explore. Um, you know, a, a wounding or a conception of not being safe in the world. 
Yeah. You know, like the world is not a safe, wasn't a safe place for you. For some reason, you got a lot of messages about that, either from, you know, or probably a combination of past life traumas and, as I said, from, you know, upbringing. You know, I'm sure you had, like yeah. me, Pluto and Cancer parents who gave a very strong message that the world is not safe. You put your head down. You, you know, you don't make waves. You, security is important. Right. So, you know, exploring those kind of messages, um, you know, that you have integrated into your being would be, um, you know, a, a first step to yeah. um, making some other decisions about, you know, you know, am I really safe? Is the world safe? Or is that yeah. just something, you know, that I'm hanging on to? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Wendy, I know we've spoken before a few times, and I, I always come back to that stellium, including Jupiter on the north node and the yeah. 12th, and this idea yeah. of, yeah, the idea of like trusting the universe and knowing that you are welcome here. And Pluto in the tenth is like, you know, Pluto on that midheaven. Now it's retrograding, of course, back into the ninth. But you know, right. but to do that, um, yeah, you're safe. You can be in the world. You can do whatever you need to do because Pluto wants us to survive no matter what. But your nodal structure is like, but can you fully surrender with an open heart? It's Jupiter Venus. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so thank you thank you for calling and I hope that I hope that tag team deal was was useful. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Take care. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Wendy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess she's gone. Um so okay. the se- the second um the second caller is Maria. She asked not to share her data on the air, which is of course fine. Okay. And Lauren, I actually emailed you the chart so you can see it. Uh, oh, so okay. if you, you could feel free to take a moment and yeah, a little behind the scenes machinations. Um, so we're call it Maria. Maria, Maria, are you are you there? Yes, Tom and Lauren. Thank you so much. While Hi. Great. Looking, thank while you Lauren's so. Looking at my. Chart, yeah, yeah, Maria. What's your question? Yeah. Relationship and new love. Can you tune in to me? Uh, uh-huh. I can say for that. Uh, I started seeing somebody in April. Uh huh. Started very sweet. Now he's uh, traveling, and I have no contact. So I want to know mm. what this heading. When are we getting back and growing together? Interesting. So uh, the first thing I see is that, you know, and it's a few years long, Uranus is transiting through your seventh house. So changes in relationship are, are, are going to be par for the course. And uh, so that's just something that is going to be automatic for you. And you do have Venus in Scorpio. And, um, you know, when I pull up these charts, I, Lauren, when you see the chart, you'll see it very crowded because I use a bunch of asteroids. But, yeah, I see the asteroids. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, okay. she's got Eros. You know, Mark Venus, yeah. Yeah, next. So it's like, so, so, you know, anyone with, with Venus and Scorpio really needs to be unlocked by somebody trustworthy. And so, you know, and, and when, when, you know, Maria, when you feel that you can really open up, you know, it's going to be somebody Scorpionic who can handle the truth, you know. So, um, so, uh, for, for, for timing, uh, I, I don't tend to get timing things, but, but, um, I don't know, Lauren, what, what do you think about, what do you think about timing here? Well, I I think, too, with Uranus and you're going through your seventh house, you're going to be getting a lot of lessons from people coming and going in your life and about letting that go and just being really strong and saying, you know, if that's the right person for me and it's meant to be, then it'll happen. Um, It's really, I think, with this um, ascendant that you have here, it's, um, you know, that's a hard lesson for you. You I I recently... 
I recently ended a long-term relationship, so maybe you taking oh. on that just happened. So this is something that I'm very much happy about it. So, uh-huh. so the ending, right. yes. So and the endings are difficult. They feel probably really uncomfortable. They bring up a lot. That Venus and Scorpio doesn't like that. It wants to hold on. It wants to see something through, you know, go very deeply with it. And when someone just comes into your life and then leaves like that, it brings up a lot of, you know, hard, you know, difficult emotions for you to deal with. And so part of, I think, this Uranus going through your seventh house is dealing with those emotions of what happens when someone just leaves, you know, they don't, they don't stay for you like you thought they were going to. Um, and while Uranus is going through that, you know, you might experience a couple of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess, like, you know, I advise, I advise you um, to not wait and not. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, it's kind of hard. Like when I, I was dating a woman for 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 uh, two weeks, uh, when my when my one of my channeling teachers said, "Oh, she's a stepping stone. Don't get too attached," and I got really angry. So I'm not trying right. to tell you that. You know, like she was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, I just fell in love with this woman. What are you doing? So I'm not, right. I don't want to do that. But like, but like because the Uranus exactly. transit in the seventh is this long term thing, it's like, you know, you're, you're being asked to, um, be open to experience, learn to trust, you know, yeah. flower, <laughs> to be corny, Hallmark Cardi, right. but like to flower right. open to receive mm-hmm. the insights and benefits from others. Let other people be like, like reflect you to you open you up but make sure you're not waiting to be open for the other person it's like you got to own who you know who you are first and that so it's like so i don't know if i have a definitive answer on when and what's going to happen with this particular person but i know that that's something you're being asked to do in general which i am and um great um, perfect you don't uh yes and um I know you two are channelers or psychics. Yeah. <laughs> Can you add a little bit that to the astrological aspect about the relationship? Well, you um, know, even if this person did come back into your life, which could, could happen, I think, with this Uranus, they could pop back in. You know, you don't want to to let, you know, their coming and going be the thing that is controlling you, right? Yeah. So... It's an opportunity for you to ask yourself what you really want and take the power back so that you're in control and not yeah, this other person. Yeah, and I mean also, you know, so so yeah, intuitively stuff, you know, one of the things I'm, I, I, my eyes get drawn by guides is what happens to the chart. And they're showing me Pluto in the 12th opposing mm. Jupiter, Chiron, and Pisces in the 6th. And, mm. um, and that, that can lead to a setup of, of great loss – and, yeah. uh, you know, Pluto on the 12th can be things slipping through our fingers. So like a karmic thing, a past life thing of a signature of that. And so, you know, the, the, the guide's perspective that I can offer you is that, you know, very often people ask me questions like this. And what happens is the guide says, oh, the situation is supposed to be teaching you this. Get that lesson yeah. and then you unfold within that as the right thing goes. And so I, I like what Lauren said about that idea of like not, you know, not not limiting anything because 
you know, this person opens you up. So own what that person, uh, you know, opens within you. And Maria, you can also, the, the free download that I mentioned through my blog uh, about approaching mm-hmm. love, that book is about this. So that MP3 talks about karmic relationships and how we own stuff. So if you want to check that out, you know, feel free to go to my blog and, and, and hear that too. Um, so, so Maria, thank you for calling. And we have one more, one more caller with just a couple okay. minutes left. So I want to see if we can jump into that. I don't know if it's, I'm being ridiculous trying to fit it in or not, but we're going to try it. Thank you. Thank okay. you for calling. Thanks thank for you. listening, Maria. Good luck to you. Um, so we have um, uh, Lorinda, born August 8th, 1970. We don't have a birth time in Aurora, okay. Illinois. This is like the Illinois connection oh over God. here. Not yeah, yeah. Like Lauren, you're from Chicago, right? <laughs> you're from Chicago? Yes, I was born in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Wendy was born outside Chicago, and uh, oh my, my whole family's from Illinois, so it's like yeah, really, it's like, uh, yeah, That's yeah. So my, my people were from Peoria, both sides of my family. Yeah. Oh my so, god. So, um, so we don't have a birth time, but Lorinda, uh, Lorinda, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Great. So your question is about being unemployed and insights on that, and right. just Actually, ask the question August in your own words. 4th. I don't want to. F- Sorry. August fourth. Okay. That, that hmm. makes August a difference. 4th. Okay. okay, so let me uh, do, 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 August 4th, 1970. Hmm, yeah. I mean, the first thing when we when we do that is to look for Saturn, you know, because Saturn, you know, is this marker of, marker of work and things like that. And transiting Saturn right now has been squaring your sun and Mars that are in Leo, uh, which, are, you know, Mars and sun together need action. Right. You know, and um, and Saturn is squaring it. So I think, you know, you're being asked about uh, what you really want to be doing and what you're really willing to do to get there, because that Marson and Leo packs quite a punch. Uh, but Saturn and Scorpio squaring it is going to be at, is asking you to evaluate what's really happening because it's from Scorpio and a, and a square can be very difficult. It might be trying to strip away from you something you're attached to an idea of what you should be doing or could be doing versus what you really, you know, what really, what really settles good, you know, in your, in your field. So, you know, is there something that you want to be doing, but opportunity seems not to exist or, or what's the, um, yeah, it is. It's more like. Schooling. Schooling, okay. Schooling, so, um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, schooling, yeah. So we're actually down to about 30 seconds, so let's just kind of do, do this quick. I, Lauren, I know I'm not really giving you a chance here, but, but um, uh, you know, I, I think for you to decide that, like, you're going to have to make a self-interested decision to put passion on the line and to be – be fully who you are and not let the not let the, the the education limit you. It's kind of like a very general broad statement that, you know, might seem like baloney, but it's kind of like this is asking you to assert your self-confidence and decide to take up space. Okay. Um, so that that's, I'm sorry that's all, all the time we have, but I wanted to, to see if we could fit you in to at least give you a little bit of insight. Okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so for, for and, and Lauren, thank you for for coming on the show and and for everybody. Oh, you're um, Lauren can be accessed through intentionalastrology.net, and um, and uh, keep listening and keep calling in and and keep in touch with me through tdjacobs.com and and um, if you want to support the show, you want to stay on the air, uh, send me a couple bucks through PayPal through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. 
connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.